Raisin Man Arena. Welcome to Raisin Man Arena. Wednesday, July 13th, 2022. Coming at you from beautiful Brooklyn, New York. I'm Felipe. What's up, fuckers? <laughs> I'm Sam. Hey, everybody. It's Wednesday. Uh, thanks for getting here bright and early. You have the whole day ahead of you. And this is Sarah. Thanks for waking up. We know it's not easy. And we know you do it just to listen to the podcast. That's right. All right. How, how's everybody doing? I'm coming over an, an illness, which I'm excited to be rid of. Um, and I've been doing this thing where I take NyQuil plus a melatonin. <laughs> That's ev- crazy. Every <laughs> night. And you're dialed wow. in. Bro. And it, wow. it puts dialed me right in. to bed. Tranquilizer. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Yes, and I've been getting nine hours of sleep, and it feels great. And you'll that, be continuing to do that. I well, that's like honestly, that's like taking like heroin and a skittle. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> which one? Wait, which one's the skittle? The melatonin. The melatonin. <laughs> my grand, I told this to my sister yesterday, and she was like, "Yeah, our grandmother does that every night. She takes Nyquil." Wow. And, and apparently, really, it's ter- as a sleep aid. Yeah, it's t- apparently it's terrible for your kidneys. I don't oh, doubt it. That's so, scary. <laughs> but she's on that, you know, like black, the twilight scary. years of life. So she can do whatever she wants. Dude, totally. You ever read the um, the Benadryl Reddit? No. No. It's like a Reddit of people who use Benadryl recreationally. And they have all these memes. One of them is that but if you use Benadryl recreationally, it, it will give you dementia. Oh, my like God. Like early dementia is one of the things it can do. And then really? also, yeah, apparently. But I mean, not. I don't think any of us use it enough where that would happen to us. Oh, but getting then, there. You're getting there? Well, yeah. I don't know, but it's not Benadryl. NyQuil is not I'm an taking Benadryl too, though. Mm, okay, you, well, Felipe just wants you not to worry. So okay, so I'm not, I'm not worried. Keep going. <laughs> Another meme they have is this character called the Hat Man. Have you heard of this? No. no. Wait, <laughs> Benadryl has a character? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's their... That's their... Uh, it's well, like Fruit Loop. It's like... Yeah, it's, like toucan, it's like Toucan Sam. Toucan yeah. Sam. Well, the concept is that if you do... Ben- often people who do <laughs> Benadryl, they see this shadow figure. It might be some sort of visual noise, but they call... But they, it looks like a man with a hat, and they call it the Hat Man. And then on the Reddit, it'll be like, I saw the Hat Man, or like when... You know, that face when you take Benadryl and you see the Hat Man... So that's the other character of, of taking Benadryl recreationally. And the third thing is the Benadryl spiders, which I think is either that you see spiders or maybe you feel spiders on you. I, I can't remember, but they're called Benadryl spiders. Whoa. <laughs> wow. So, okay, now we can worry about if Sam is experiencing any of <laughs> Have you things. seen the Have hat, you man? Seen the hat man? Felipe, this... Ge- I think this story is actually sort of indicative of your own sort of social <laughs> world because you're like, because now I'm like, oh, this is why Felipe imagines mosquitoes in his bedroom or yeah, like itches I'm, that don't exist. Because I'm high on antihistamines. Yeah. Or, or because you're just reading forums where you're like, oh, yeah, Benadryl makes you see the hat man and gives you spiders. <laughs> yeah. Better to live in ignorant bliss. That would be cool if Benadryl did take that on as their... What do you As call their it? mascot. As their mascot. It's like next time you buy Benadryl, the hat man's, the hat man's on, the cover. on it. Because <laughs> companies are trying to be cool with like what's already viral about them and then to cash in on that. It's like a, it is like a serial ad where the hat man's trying to take the Benadryl <laughs> and the kids are like, no, it's not. The Benadryl's not for you. <laughs> Felipe gets favorite doctor is a 14-year-old in Des Moines, <laughs> Iowa, who posts, posts on Reddit forums <laughs> about over-the-counter That's drugs. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. 
Um, is that what's with that Radio Shack thing on Twitter? What's the Radio Shack thing? You haven't seen this? The Radio Shack no. account posts like really um, nasty, crazy stuff, and but it, I, I don't know. People think it's a real Radio Shack, but it can't possibly be. But Let it's confusing. You haven't seen this Radio Shack. You haven't seen this? Online Nasty, show? crazy stuff. Yeah, crazy, fucked up stuff. Well, what are we talking We're about? We're talking about sort of like the Radio Shack. I, I don't know. You see it? People from my high school are getting married, and I'm being criminally horny on the official Radio Shack account. She what shagged my rad to like, oh. See? And it does It is, does have a Do check guys? mark. And it does it's got the check mark. And it, has, it says Radio Shack. Interesting. I'd be willing to bet. Well, because Radio Shack closed, didn't it? Well, Josh is explaining in the chat. Thank you. A guy bought Radio Shack's Twitter to promote NFTs. I see. Wow. And Radio Shack let that happen? Oh, because they don't exist anymore? So they don't even care about the brand? I uh, guess so. What happens in all a... All things <laughs> come and go, Sarah. You know how companies end? <coughs> you know when you and your friends are doing a project and it's kind of failing and you're like, abandon it. Yes. But if you're a company... Oh, God. Like Netflix, if I if Netflix was a project me and my friends were doing, I'd be like, uh, it's not worth it. Just just destroy it. But Netflix has shareholders and people... Yes. So it's like, if you're the CEO or you're working on Netflix and you gotta like wake up every day to like keep that... When is the point where people go when the CEO is just like, you know what? I don't want to do it anymore. Shut it down. The shareholders, give them back whatever they got. When do you Whoa. do that? Sam, when do you do that? When Just when you're, when you're ready to retire, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Because you were... When you're ready to hang out with your friends and not grind anymore. <laughs> Did you ever suggest anything like that to the companies you consulted for? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it, it seems like... I'm looking at the graphs and it seems like you should hang out with your friends <laughs> now just and not worry it. about this. This isn't going anywhere. Yeah. So um, I guess that's what Radio Shack did. And the guy's being funny in the Radio Shack account. People love it when brands on Twitter People are, are being it. weird or saying stuff that... People love it. And their accounts are friends with each other. Wendy's McDonald's, they're friends with each other. People yeah, love it. I love that. And yes. they're always like, oh, this is some intern. Let me tell you, I worked at an ad agency. It is no intern. The person who runs the Twitter account highly paid and has to be in the company for a while before they <laughs> run 45 <laughs> years old. Yes top executive wears a flat brim hat and like one of those totally uh, urban outfitters uh, totally. button downs that were cool in 2009 totally. that have the like patterns on them totally they do not give interns the whole twitter account that's a big part of a company's advertising who do they strategy. when you're a politician like bernie sanders who do you think bernie sanders gives the account to is it someone mm. young like a young staffer i think it's a it's a it's a cat boy <laughs> <coughs> yeah it's we were talking about this in terms of other kinds of jobs but it's people who are good at, at homework but would have a little bit of style or something yes. yeah yeah well, that could is, is that are you do you self-identify as that um i've i've formerly formerly yeah. <laughs> and now what what have you dropped the style or the, the uh, being like good discipline. at homework yeah discipline yeah, yeah yeah yeah. did you see that um there's like someone running for some sort of office in rhode island who took a video of herself like twerking as part of her campaign she was like i'm running for whatever in rhode island and she's like twerking on the beach and then everyone's like, this is cringe, this is cringe, da-da-da. And then, I mean, obviously people on the right, but then also people, I think on, ostensibly on the left, are like, don't do this, this is like weird. And then she like doubled down and she was like, I twerk for like LGBT rights, I twerk for this, I twerk. And then it's all, and it, she was posting these infographics that looked like that um, corporate flat 
colorful style. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And it'd be like, I twerk for this, I twerk for that. And people were like, just, just, just call it. So call it didn't it. work. Doubling down didn't work. I, I mean, on Twitter, it didn't work. I don't know how people who aren't online reacted, but ev- all the comments were like, don't do this. <laughs> <laughs> but among the retired boomers, it, <laughs> those people liked it. They, yeah. They really liked it. Yeah. Was she black? Is she, she black? black? Yeah. Mm. Okay. Well, I hmm. guess she can double down on that strategy then. What What do you think, Sarah? Mm. She posted on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Running the numbers? Mm. What do I think? If she posted it on Twitter. Yeah, I guess I'm trying to think, like, who... Can I imagine a world where she does it, it's cringe, and then she doubles down and people are like, you know what? The fact that she stayed so committed to the bit <coughs> makes it cool. Rocks. And now I feel different. I can sort of, not, I can imagine a world where it that becomes happens. level three. Yes, exactly. She's level three. <laughs> when, now. when really cool people on the internet say, "Oh, I'm post cringe," does that mean that they, they can just do anything? That means they can do cringe stuff. They can do they cringe stuff. F- yeah, when people say we're post cringe, like what? Help me out here, Felipe. What does that mean? <laughs> does that mean they can't be cringe anymore? I don't. I think this means they don't like regard the cringe matrix. They're just like I don't know. I don't know what I don't know because I'm sure anyone people who say that either are simply cringe and are trying to justify what they're doing <laughs> or they're trying to be like they're trying to defend themselves by inventing a new stage where yeah, they're yeah, like yeah. they have armor, new framework, different values. But it depends. I haven't seen <laughs> who's saying that, so I don't know. Because then there's also like ironically put being cringe, and then that's not cringe. So therefore, that's not post cringe. You're still you're still on the cringe-based binary. Yeah. Because you're still doing something that's cool by being ironically uncool. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know who you're talking about that says that, so I'd, ha- so I'd need more data. He's not come out and make a statement when he doesn't even know. Yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. I'm, I'm, there's this girl who's, but I don't know what her handle is off the top of my head, but she's like a big meme poster in the New York City scene. But mm. she's always like, I'm post-cringe, I'm post-cringe. But I couldn't. It's it's not a great thing to bring up on a podcast because I can't remember remember her, her handle. handle. <laughs> it's okay, it's okay. It's we'll figure okay. it out later and we'll add. <laughs> yeah. We'll talk about it next time. Are you guys yeah. still depressed and want to leave the country? Uh, yes. You I, do. You still yep. want to leave the country? Mm-hmm. Same. Yes. Wait. Yep. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I've been very anxious about the economy. You have been. Yeah. But that's your thing. I know. That's your thing that you're always it's anxious about. It's my cross the to bear. I know. I know. It's strange. But do, do you guys think it. inflation is scary? I go to the supermarket and I'm like, what is going on? I do not even look at how much I paid. I'm like, when I go to the supermarket, I'm like, this is yes, money I need yes, to spend. Yes, yes, no matter what, yes. it's non-negotiable money. How would I know if milk costs is worth three ninety? Yeah, am I looking at the, I'm no looking at my receipt. I have no clue. <laughs> I have no clue. Totally. I just get the things I need to get. Yeah. See, because you make fun of me for the mosquitoes and stuff. The economy is your mosquitoes, Sam. Yeah. Because literally, if I could take it out of you, it's not a problem. We're fine. <laughs> Except it's real. You know, it's it's yeah. Bro, the mosquitoes are guts, real. You know, they make me yeah. itch. They wake me up in the night, and then that affects my quality of life. I um, used to be a guy who bought chicken all the time, and now chicken is like, it's like eleven dollars for a thing that used to be like. Three ninety nine. That's crazy. Yeah, that's scary. To be honest with you, though, any live animal that is killed and sold to you for three ninety nine, that should cost more. Just that's true. Simply, simply considering that's the value true. of Sanctify a life. life. Yeah. Simply considering the value of a life. If it costs three ninety nine, 
there's something very low quality about that. And that's life. not a world I want to live in. Yeah. I know, but but you're you're we're destroying the American bargain, right? Because we don't get any of the good stuff, good social services that you get in Europe. But at least like there there should be like we have the meat lobby, we have like the tobacco lobby, we have like <laughs> we have the lobbyists. If, we if, have the lobbyists if stuff that is going to suck. Stuff. Yes. Then make yeah. all the nice luxuries cheap. cheap. Yes. yes. If certain, I'm not going to have health care. Certain yeah. things. Not even luxury stuff. Just like fast food, soda. Those are the things that get subsidized in the United States. Right. Fruits and vegetables are incredibly expensive in the U.S. But it, but there should at least be some things like hot dogs and things, things like that that are affordable Hot to ev- everybody <laughs> and now even those things are becoming expensive and i'm like the the bargain Hot dogs should be affordable for everybody yes the bargain we all bought into when we were born in this country <laughs> is that is is crumbling it's true it is over and i feel that yeah totally it's like, over yeah and it's, we are not gonna make it i don't yeah. know what exactly we're gonna do but we're not going to live in the same country that, you know, we thought that we were born into or that our parents lived in. That's right. Yeah, that's right. True. You see people term, economically, you see people in Europe who get one month vacations in August, you know, that's true. I mean, that is absolutely true. And you know what? Maybe I'll start complaining once the um, the small two to three minute animation budgets uh, when that spigot closes, mm-hmm. when yeah. you no longer get paid you know, one or two K to make a two, two minute animation that gets put on some networks, YouTube. That's That's when you're going to see me on the streets. (laughs) Wait, you said recently that the comedy, simple town comedy central thing is getting a lot of likes on our Instagram. Yeah. Just a little clip I posted of it. Just a clip. Does it have the comedy central? No, it doesn't. Thing. Cause my, my theory about that was like, Oh, it's probably people are getting giving it likes because they're proud they just of you. see comedy central yeah. like oh simpleton got a comedy central thing oh i they're see just, it's like when you announce that you just got engaged or something i guess like in that. the you description know, just, you're, that's the case. you're just giving likes yeah. to a win i guess in the description that's the case i don't know I, I i'm not i haven't thought too much about what that is simpleton came out with this animation that felipe has been working on for like two and a half years <laughs> um, <laughs> that we all originally wrote and recorded and kind of edited together but then the animation aspect went basically all to Felipe and he hired a guy to help him do it but it took two and a half years and they recreated studio quality animation for six like four minute episodes and they just came out on Comedy Central like two weeks ago and the Comedy Central page they posted the first one and it got like five likes yeah and and i was like oh my god this is awful and i looked at the comedy central twitter page to see how many followers they have they have 1.5 million followers <laughs> <laughs> and we got five Wait, likes but did you look at wow. the other yes posts? well that's what i'm getting to next is now and then i scrolled down to see what what the amount of likes were on other tweets and it was like seven 20, 23, 
Okay. They got to up so their they engagement. Yeah, they so they, they have no yeah. engagement yeah. whatsoever. And we're not helping them. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was our job. <laughs> That's what I was just thinking. We had one job. Yeah. I was just thinking it's already so hard to get some kind of like independent uh, creative project that's truly your own thing that you wanted to do onto a network like Comedy Central and now you guys showed them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Here's what happens when you... Yeah, uh, you're going to give us the opportunity? Yeah, fuck fuck you. you. This is what we have for fuck you. you. It's also scary because like, I guess I have this fear. I don't really know. I can't like fully um, sketch it out to understand like if this is something to be worried about. But the idea that you would create an animation that is of such a high quality and do it for like not what they would pay if they hired actual animators to work uh-huh. at Comedy Central is kind of scary to me. It feels like it just keeps raising the standards more and more for independent artists to be like, please be producing work at a professional quality even though... We're not giving you a budget. It's for true. It. Yeah. Yeah. I remember uh, talking to somebody and I said, oh, you know, these budgets are so small. And they were like, well, but actually it's good that the budgets are small because it used to be that you could only get a big budget thing made. And if you were like, I want to make a small proof of concept, mm. like that budget didn't exist. So now that budget exists. The problem is that when you make that small proof of concept, you're like, well, I want to make it good because yeah. it's my thing. And suddenly the, the it's like, infl- it's like uh, yeah. production inflation where suddenly like, you're making one, you know, you're a one person studio and you're like, well, I want it to be as good as possible. And you're delivering a product that's like way above totally the budget they've given you. Yeah. They've gigified it because the the incentive is like, well, it's my thing. And, and I want this wanna, is my wanna, chance. It's yeah. worth something to me. Yeah. That's not monetary. <laughs> yeah, totally. And I don't even think making a good proof of concept does anything. I, I was talking to my manager yesterday and he was like, yeah, I was talking to it to, this person at Adult Swim and they we were talking about the daps and he was like yeah well you know because of HBO's merging with Discovery did do you guys know I this? heard about that okay. yeah so, something. Because, <laughs> so, so Adult Swim's trying to be a, a little bit more LA and I was like what the ah, fuck does that mean what does that and I, what yeah, the I was like, fuck what does, that, does mean? that mean and they were like Oh, they basically care who's attached to your project That's I've heard this before I was yeah. telling you this you were shit. I was, shit. Yeah, it's, it's over, man. It's over, and we're not going to make it. It's been over. We've had many conversations on the podcast. Okay, but well, this, I guess, <laughs> rather than my, it's been my, over. Da- my friend sort of like doom announcing yeah. it to me. This was coming right from the mouth of right. someone. No, no, no. Man. This was coming from it, my manager too. That's what they told me too. They were like, oh, okay. That so they're like, it's like you got to be famous. If you're not famous, kill yourself. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, it doesn't matter how good I make these daps. These, these like animations if there isn't a famous person attached to it they're not going to get made it, it's not going to become a television show absolutely who can you get attached i don't know i know a person you can get attached it's a guy that you talked or that who's you got a guy in the wings i have a guy in the whatever wings. doesn't matter doesn't okay. matter all right doesn't we'll matter. find out about that um <laughs> do you feel like felipe's kind of biting your swag by having his own animated small series coming out <laughs> because <laughs> that was kind of your cool thing it's true and then you know well, it's well to be fair kind of i actually st- i did the first animated smalls oh really gunno okay was so a small. that's actually true and also felipe was an animator first and then sam was biting his swag By being an animator, an animator. Yeah. and you were his student sort of and he was the master and then you got the series right. on yeah. adult swim and now and he defeated me coming back to well, show Felipe you ha- it, right he has his own se- series coming out soon on Adult Swim. 
That's right. Can we talk about that? Sure. I mean, it's not even a series. I I finished one short, and ah. I mean, I, I haven't even delivered it, and it's gonna, but it's gonna come out at some point. I see. Yes. So yeah. Well, our Felipe's and our friendship tensions don't really exist around our careers. It's more like living situation <laughs> stuff. So <laughs> you're kind of cool. pushing the wrong cool. buttons. Yeah. Actually. You guys are just happy for each other. <laughs> That's great. Any any Felipe's sex success is my own success. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, and you, cool. Felipe, sex is Sam's sex. Cool. Sam, I'm having sex. No, I, well, I, this is a thing I've said a billion times, but like in the, in, when I imagine doing the artist talk and in my own head, when I get invited back to my college to do an artist talk, <laughs> I'm always like the thing that is the most important thing is to do as an artist is, is to, to have, get a friend, is to have friends, yeah. to have friends who are yeah. good because like I wouldn't. I wouldn't have known Dave. I wouldn't have known about have any adult swim connections if it weren't for Felipe and Ian. Um, That's right. So everything you your friends get is a win for you. I really believe. You don't think sometimes term. your friends get something and then it's like, oh, I wish they hadn't gotten that. <laughs> you think that that detracts from my quality of life? <laughs> have you ever felt that way? Hmm. Uh, like the happier they are, the sadder I am. Hmm. Marissa says she does the artist talks in the head too. Yeah. Yeah. And Marissa actually is another is a a good example of a person I think who is all team. You know, like let's let's rising tide floats all boats. You know, like you you help you help your friends out and they'll help you out. So um, I think it's a good it's a good philosophy to have. Um, yeah, but what about when your friends get something and it makes you less happy? Yeah. Do you think that I'm ever happens? I'm trying to think. Who do we know who's gotten something? Who's my friend? That <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to what think if of a friend who's gotten something. <laughs> what if your friend... But nothing's coming yeah. What if your friend became, like, chief executive officer of ExxonMobil? Yeah. And what, so what? They would, they would give you an oil rig off the coast? No, no, no. Mexico. It would make you less happy. You would be less happy at their success. Oh, well, yeah. if someone's got to be the chief of the Exxon. Yeah, might as well be, be my true. buddy. <laughs> it's might as true. well be my buddy. Yeah. yeah, you know when your friends get something that's like morally a little iffy, but you're like, you know what? Get the bag. Yeah. Get the bag. And at what <laughs> point do we stop saying get the bag? Well, Sarah, I'm, I'll turn this question to you because I feel like a couple of years ago, you kind of decided to be friends with us and be in that's this right. specific friend group. That's I right. think because you were making... A, a social bet, sort of like an investor, Whoa. that oh that we oh <laughs> we would be and successful. How you think, no, no, and that's no. still how you think about that we would be successful, and yeah. that we would no. be like interesting artists that's that right. we could hang out with. That's right. And I don't think and you guys that's right. That's, 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 that's why you're friends with us. That has borne out. That's why you're friends <laughs> with us. That's, admit it. That's why you're friends with us. And everybody says this when I'm not around. Everybody knows. Everybody knows. You made a bet. But yeah. I've been hearing Sarah saying yeah. a lot recently, man, I got to get some new friends. I have been I, saying that. You have been saying that. And I, I haven't been seeing Sarah so much around. Let me tell you that. Sarah, does, Sarah and I do not chill like That's we used funny. to. Sarah started producing videos for bigger budgets, yep. and now she's gone. I'm moving on. She's to, moving uh, on. You know, I'm heading out west. Um, <laughs> she's, she's at uh, Maria Hernandez Park shooting yeah. skateboarding videos. <laughs> 
<laughs> with teenagers yeah. yeah we're getting too old you gotta get bet on younger people um yeah that's why you're making you're producing the movies of 45 year old <laughs> <laughs> <Indian>. <laughs> yeah uh no i definitely thought when i made friends with you guys that i really liked your work you know it's like one of those corny things where you see people's work that you really like and then you make all of these um assumptions about what they must be like and because you like the work you then assume oh these people must also be all these other traits that i like Everything about how they think and live their lives must be totally aligned. <laughs> and that's not exactly true. Boy, but does is it, it not bear exactly? out. I mean, it kind of bore out. We, no, it we bore out. did it become friends. Out. It bore out. But sometimes it doesn't. But sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, sometimes, exactly. yeah. You know when someone's work is like smarter than them? They do yes. something on stage. You're like, wow, this person must be so cool. Then you meet them and you're like, well, the magic. Whatever I projected onto you when you were on stage. Yes. And a lot of times people's work is usually it's worse than how they actually are. Yeah, you know, it's <laughs> true. Someone's working, you're like, eh. usually and then you talk to them, and you're like, oh, wow, cool. I love yeah. this person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah Absolutely. and that's tough because then you have to not tell them that you don't like their work. That's true. That's true. Yeah. No, that yeah, I've been feeling not that I want like a new group of friends necessarily. I guess I've been depressed, as I think I've talked about on the podcast. Uh, and I just want like sometimes you just you need a sense of forward motion. You have new people in your life that you're like, oh, I want to get closer to those people. I get to know those people and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I've just been looking for something that's like kind of a motivating impulse in my life. But I'm said I just got on Lexapro, so I can just stay friends with you guys and we keep doing the podcast. Yeah. So what's Lexapro like? Has it kicked in yet? I'm two days in. I can't tell. I can't tell. I really feel like um, my mood is like, there's like a metaphor for this. I can't think of what it is. I'm like walking on the edge of a coin is the visual that I have. Like a co- the coin's on its side. And I'm like walking on the edge of it. You know what I mean? So it's precarious. And um, in one minute, I'll be like, man, I have these shows coming up that I'm so excited about. It's summertime. Like life is beautiful. And I'm just happy to be alive. And the next minute, I'm just like, damn, everything that's like coming up, I just dread it. And like it's making me miserable. And I, yeah, I don't know what I'm doing, you know, and it'll be like 10 minutes between feeling one Mm. way and the other. So, and ten that's minutes. Bef- yeah, it switches it's every like ten. That, wow, and that's yeah. before the yeah. Lexapro, and that's, that's or that's before now. the Lexapro. So I now see. I would like to just land on that the happy side. Yeah, silence, extinguish the. I can't stop thinking about you walking on the edge of a coin. What a beautiful <laughs> image! It's like, you know, mm-hmm. going, yeah. But now you've taken it for two days. You're not gonna. All you're gonna feel is nausea, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and brain zaps. That's what happens for the first couple of days. Yeah. Does your sex drive decrease? That's why I got on this is to make that not happen. They the said Lexapro? you can fuck on this. Yeah, See, I was said, on Lexapro and but I it didn't work could for you. not fuck. Yeah, but, it, but it's I can't different. trust your experience. Why not? You're so neurotic about the sex drive part of the. It's true. The medication. It's true. Yeah. And Lena's on Lexapro, and she says that it's good. You're like, you take Lexapro, and you see the hat man. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so he put me on this. It seems random to me. I'm like, really? Is this any different? Because I was on Zoloft, and it, that was like a killer um, for fucking. And now they said Lexapro is different, but I'm like, to me, they're exactly the same thing. So mm-hmm. we'll see. Yeah, I wanna I wanna hold out and be optimistic. I'm I'm in my I'm in my negative period of thinking about SSRIs, but yeah, uh, yeah, I wanna yeah. I, I'm curious to see what happens. Well, because you know the strongest drug is the placebo effect. It's the pussy. <laughs> it's the pussy. <laughs> That's yeah. right. Yeah. Having sex. They can't lose that. It's true. It's no, true. You just have to believe that the medication will work in exactly the way that they say that it will, and that is what will make it work. Yeah. So you think that I was having sex drive problems because I didn't because I believed you didn't that believe. I would have them? Yes. Because you 
Because that's what you believe. You're, are you about to get on a medication, Felipe? I don't know. I was <laughs> gonna. Um, they're it, delaying dude. Be a legend. Me. They're do they're it. like kicking me. They're kicking the can down the road. Are you I'm saying do it and be a legend or don't do it? And be do a I say do, do it. it and be a legend? Be a legend. Yeah. Well, they they gave me. It's crazy. They 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 gave me this thing. They were like, this stuff you'll be able to fuck on it. They were like, it's this yeah. is the special <laughs> stuff that you can fuck on. <laughs> yes. But it's a special one. You haven't heard of it. It is not. No, I know because you texted me about it. Mm-hmm. So I heard it. It's a special one. Um, insurance is like, no, we're not covering this. So it's we too have, powerful. It's too they powerful. They don't want it to get out. I know. They don't want me to fuck. You can be not depressed and you can fuck. Medicaid is powerful. like, if you're not going to be, if, you're, you won't work. if you can't, if you want to be happy, you can't fuck. That's like, the, that's yeah. the Medicaid bargain. Yeah. That's the Medicaid bargain. You either either happy or you can fuck, but not both. And they denied it to me. Isn't that wild for health insurance to deny you? Something that your doctor said that you needed? Insane. I mean, it's a it medication. Makes, makes absolutely sense. But here's yeah. the end of this because so the doctor's like, well, we're going to do this dance. We got to do this dance. What's the dance? I'm going to prescribe you one thing. You go get it. You keep it for a while and we pretend that you're taking it. I mean, I have taken it. He, he prescribed me Lexapro. I took Lexapro last year, didn't like it. He's like, you got to take it for an X amount of time. And then we write to the, to the insurer. And we're say, like, uh, yeah, well, well, the person's saying, well, Butrin and Trintelix let you fuck. Trintelix is the one they told me about. So they said, you're, well, you're going to pretend that you're taking Lexapro. And then four weeks out, we write to your insurance company. We go, hey, Felipe tried the Lexapro. He couldn't fuck. It didn't work. So now you got to reconsider the first one we said. So we're pretending that I'm taking a wow. whole other thing. Dude. Even though I don't need to pretend because I have taken it. Wow. However, however, it's no guarantee. It's no guarantee that the insurer is going to accept this. Even once this we do the ruse. dance. Yeah. And then wow. I thought, but then hear this. I thought, I thought, you know what? Because I'm also going to be off of Medicaid in like a year. I had two years of it. I'm going to be off of it. So I'm like, even if they accept it in a year, I'm not going to have this insurance anymore and I'm going to have to go off it. So then I was like, well, let me look at how much it costs. Maybe I can pay out of pocket, you know, 80 bucks, maybe even a hundred bucks a month you is worth it, it yeah. if it's happening. I look it up, $465 for 30 tablets that you take wow. once a day. It's like, oh, it's like rent in a small American oh city my God. to be able to be happy and fuck. If you wow. want to be happy and fuck, you got to pay for an office space. Basically. Wow, that's so funny. Man, Insane. I can't wait till you, your doctor, and the insurance company are on the phone and they're playing a recording of this podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bro. They won't be covering it. Bro, yeah. you're right about that. I gotta, I gotta bleep that doctor's out. doctor's gonna be pissed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that sucks. What if that? that's like... Um, that's the monkey's paw. Like the podcast gets big and people start listening to it, but then I get Trintelix denied. Yeah. <laughs> because of it. <laughs> um, that's funny. Wow. Isn't that, it's a weird like Faustian thing to think like you can be happy, but you can no longer be sexual. It's insane. It's like the one thing. I mean, there's like many things that I would not want to trade off in my life, but sex feels like, yeah, kind of totally up well, there. I was on Zoloft, you know, and that was, I couldn't fuck on it. And so I got off of it. But then I've become so depressed and anxious yeah. that, you know. You also can't fuck. You can't fuck, yeah. It's like, because there are people who are so sad that they're like, I can't even fuck. I can't fuck not on it because I'm so sad. Yes. So, you know, you get stuck. So that's what I call that. You just get stuck and then you got to do something. Yeah. So now I'm on the Lexapro. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, but I really need it to work. I don't want to feel uh, feel bad. You know yeah. what I mean? Like sometimes life can just feel so like every small bad thing that happens, you're just like, Jesus Christ, this sucks. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. So I like Brian saying um, Sam's economic corner is one of my favorite and scariest segment. <laughs> There's literally nothing to be scared about. That's so literally funny because be Felipe, who, you are stoking my anxieties about various things, sent me the other day that headline about the economic collapse that's impending. But I did it in a lighthearted, I he don't He did care it in a lighthearted way. way and I was I just texting back and I said, don't send me stuff like this. It made me so upset. I'm so distressed over this idea of like the collapse or something, especially because Sam really believes in it. That animates it for me. I just am like, <laughs> what do you think is going to happen? We're going to be the, making less money. I think the Fed will raise interest rates high enough that it will like precipitate some sort of like contraction of the economy, I guess. And then a bunch of companies will have to lay people off, I guess. But I, You don't even work for a company. I know. I know. But when, but when a bunch of people, I, I guess, are laid off, it... It's bad because it brings, like, it brings down wages for everybody, and more people get laid off, and then people don't want to buy as much stuff, and then less projects are budgeted for. I less projects, yeah. It, like, yeah, I'm sure, you. I'm sure, like, TV, sh- like, networks will be a lot more conservative about what they buy, which affects us. They're already pretty damn conservative. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I don't know. For some reason, I just don't have the. I don't have the fear in me. I'm just like, it's yeah. going to be like a, like a maybe more difficult couple of years for us. Yeah. It yeah. will be very well, difficult for a lot of people. But I was I, talking yeah. to Henry, my brother, who's in business school, and he said that the recession will be a light one because... It's going to be a light one. Because uh, employment is very, very high right now, apparently. And the job market is still very competitive. Yeah. I mean, I mean very... Uh, I guess it's... Comp- in the favor of in, the... In the favor of people looking for jobs. So that's, that's positive? Good. That's positive, yes. Yeah. So it's going to be a light one. That's interesting. I was feeling bad, or I always feel bad that like I just didn't save more money for something like this happening, but then I had this thought yesterday that I was like, well, whether I have $25,000 or $50,000, if it was really like a horrible economic period, it wouldn't make that big of a difference. It's not like I have a million dollars. Right. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Did you see that Elon Musk tweeted about his twins? I don't understand. What I'm about seeing his all this twins? stuff on Twitter. I don't understand because I, I got off Twitter for a little bit. I got back on it and read the Radio Shack thing. I don't get what's going on. And what uh, what did he post about his twins? He, that he has them? Do you know about this? He has, tw- he has a lot of kids. Come on, though. someone in the chat explain. He has a lot of kids? I think he does, yeah, with different people. Okay, wait, let me see. Okay, well, he tweeted basically that the biggest problem facing... Um, mankind right now is uh like uh, underpopulation like population population um wow. and that he used to say it was the woke virus he was all, <laughs> he talked a lot about the woke virus yeah no now he's saying that it's underpopulation and that he's just doing his part by having all these kids and having twins um and i just made me think man he has I w- nine kids and wow, one disowned so him i had no idea who's trans i, think. I really thought he was just doing with grimes and no he had a wife before grimes word who who said he was annoying huh <laughs> <laughs> she did a whole article where she was he like, was, he's annoying. He's annoying. Yeah. Um, don't you wish that you could just be a kind of fringe, weird person who can believe that the biggest problem facing mankind right now is declining population? That would be so wonderful. Like I would to love just to have a kooky that. little theory. And yeah. And fine. you're just like, yeah, you can ignore all the stuff they're talking about on the news. That's just... You know, Do you think that he says underpopulation is a kind of dog whistle for... Uh, well, there is demographic decline in America. Sure, sure. Like we are have we have more yeah, old people than it's young a huge people. Problem, or <laughs> I think it might be a problem it is for in the, the future. Yeah, 
for the American economy. I think economy. an aging population will bring on like the onset of socialism faster. Mm. Yeah, dream on. My hope is my hope. Dream on, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> because there will be all, all these people that need to like take care of them and stuff like that. Yeah. And social and and old people can't work and stuff and they don't want to work. Yeah. That well, that's cool. I guess I'm just trying to make the point that you know, sometimes I even think about climate change and there's some people who don't believe that climate change is real. And then if you just think, huh, what if they're right? And it's just not real. Yeah. It relieves you of so much worry. Mm-hmm. And you just get to live a better life. <laughs> it's interesting, like, that you can believe things based on how they make you feel. Yes. And yeah. it's, kind of, it's kind of a radical proposition. Totally. I can just believe something that makes me feel good. Yes. <laughs> and you get to decide. Like, yeah, reality is just your decision. So yeah. I don't believe it. Well, that's the jump I can't make. Yes, I right. believe the stuff I believe. I can't just choose. Like, I'm sure that if I believed that there was like, you know, heaven and that God was like waiting for me, or whatever, it would make me happier. But it's like I just can't believe it because I would. Because <laughs> even if I believed, it, I would just feel like I was being phony. Like, yeah, I don't really believe this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I would be happier if I believed in heaven and hell and that I have, can't do too many sins. You would be happier. You used to though. You told me you were yeah, uh, when religious when you were a kid. Yeah, but I'm also just kidding. I obviously wouldn't. <laughs> I don't like thinking about there being a hell and people being punished for eternity. I'm not saying hell. I'm just saying heaven. Yeah. I don't you think there's your family again that died and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I'm talking yeah. about only beliefs that make you feel good. What if I could adopt only a belief that made me feel good? <laughs> for instance, if I could adopt beliefs that made me feel good, I wouldn't have all this like self hate. Neither would you. <laughs> you would just be like, wait, I, I choose to believe that I'm great and that I'm happy. Yeah. Yeah. But we can't do it. But instead, you adopt the belief that your stomach is hurting all the time. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I wish I could adopt better yeah. beliefs. <laughs> we so. we were traveling. Tell me if this is putting you on blast, Felipe. But we were we went to Chicago this past weekend, and it and like every moment of our trip time in Chicago, Felipe was dealing with like a different like health, like psychosomatic problem well you body. call him psychosomatic i was dealing with different pains he was like it was like either he was <laughs> he was really hyped up and like super energetic and he was like it, it, like and that would last 15 minutes and then he'd become and then his stomach would really hurt and he start talking about how his stomach hurt a lot and then he'd become like really 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 tired like so sleepy and then he'd drink like 14 red bulls and then he'd be like my head hurts i i drank too many red bulls what the fuck and then he, and then he would eat more and he'd be like my stomach feels what so the awful fuck? <laughs> and then you go to sleep you wake up you so be like weird. i'm so tired i got so little sleep and then he we he find out we were going to the beach and it was like really amp him up (laughs) (laughs) it's like every it's just like the vicissitudes of like your mood and then like everything that's happening to him he like says it out loud obviously yeah um it's just funny it's funny you ever play a racing video game where like on the racing video game you want the car to kind of not take too big of turns but once you start taking too big of turns you're just skidding back and forth (laughs) between like almost hitting the grass and that's how that's what it feels like for me i'm just always like taking sharp turns it's never like <laughs> never like a straight you know <laughs> small turns kind of a thing that's funny <laughs> yeah i don't so. know i don't know why i do all that stuff um is being a a, a producer of indie films making you happy mm, well you know yes and no depends on the thing 
Yeah. Yeah. I was Emma Orm, who's a friend of mine, who's a theater producer and is also doing some film producing, described this feeling to me yesterday that I was like, oh my God, that's exactly what it is that I don't like, which is that when you're producing something, especially alone, you have... Um, to throw all these balls into the air and then you solely have to catch all of them and like no one is going to think of the things that you didn't think of and you also have to think of things that other people on the team didn't think of and anticipate their thing because it's just like there's so many details of like putting a crew together if it's like 15 people and the actors and like transporting the gear and doing the rentals and making sure everything's insured and like the schedules and confirming them with the location and just like it's constant just like onboarding of people to make sure everybody knows what's going on and that there's a plan to anticipate everything and uh, it just feels kind of it's a little exhausting because you know you send out 15 emails in the morning and then you just get back 15 more emails with a new like list of questions and it's just this endless so when it feels like that it doesn't feel good but on something like working on Edie's movie or Ian's thing where it's like a team of people we're producing it together that's fun yeah yeah, all that stuff sounds bad. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing that you were saying first sounds awful. It's just like this endless, yeah, list of like, oh, did you do this? Did you fill out these forms? Oh, did you call this person? Did you did you do the, your COVID compliance um, registration? <laughs> like, yeah. But that's work. That's what work is like, so. Yeah. If, yeah. I'd be curious to see that side of you. I feel like in our friendship, I don't... You don't see someone who's detail-oriented? <laughs> no, not really. But I'd be curious to see you at your work excelling at that. Yeah. No, it's definitely funny. Literally, whenever I pull anything off as a producer that's, like, really complicated, I'm like, wow, I kind of can't believe I did that. It's not really... That's not really me. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't me. That ain't me. Yeah. Um, anyways. You got a one-woman show. How do you feel about I that? I got my show coming up. I have a lot of work to do on it. Um, I feel psyched. I guess, like... I'm just, like, stuck in this pattern of doing these, like, big sets, like, pretty infrequently. And um, it just makes them feel sort of high stakes usually when I do them because it's like yeah. everybody that I know comes. Yeah. And uh, even like this one, I was like, oh, I could just post it on my close friends and just try to get like 30 people to come or something. Yeah. But that would just be weird. Like, just do your fucking show. Because then I realized I was like, no, it's not about like, oh, everybody comes. So it's automatically high stakes. It's just like what it is in my own mind. So I can have everybody from my life come to a show, but just feel like, well, that's what my shows are like. Everybody. Wait, what are you saying? I'm saying that like, the idea that it's a really high stakes situation, the way I do it, is just like a internal. I don't have to, it doesn't have to be high stakes. It's true, but I agree with you that, that because <laughs> you do it, that it is. No, but because yeah. you do it informally, I mean infrequently, yeah, it, it creates that feeling because it's yes. like, well, I'm only going to do one in the next five months or whatever, yeah, so it better yeah. be good. Yeah, yeah. Well, also because every time I do them, everybody from my life comes, and then afterwards, I'm like, well, fuck, I'd like to do that again. But I just got everybody for, to come to this one. Now I got to do another one. But I don't if know. If you want my advice, I think you should be doing it once a just month. Just do it once a month. And not even care and people will come. And not even New care. New people will come. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I should be doing that. And yeah. just doing the same set, honestly. And doing the same set. I, don't, I have such a mental block around doing the same set. I know. It's stupid. I think that's a bad. That's not a good problem to have in stand-up. I know. I know. You should be doing the same set every day. For like six or seven years. Exactly. <laughs> you say that's kind of a joke, but, but it's I think true. it's kind of true. It's true. Oh, yeah. And you make, and then you make your business to get new people to come. Totally. You yeah. Know? Gosh. Yeah. I remember when I first started doing stand up, like in college, I liked that aspect of it. It was like you just needed to find five minutes that people laughed at, and then you were just allowed to get on stage and do them all the time, and people would just laugh and laugh, and it would just be that easy. And then there's something switched in me. I guess this feeling of like, well, in college, lots of random people come to your shows because you're in college and it's just different people every time. But then as an adult who's in an alternative scene where the audience is always like 
my friends. I don't want to make them watch me do the same thing more than once. But I, maybe I should be a little more um, uncaring. Like, well, they have to support me. So they, if you know, that means I'm doing the same set. I mean, I just think you had need to find a way to get new audience. To get new audience, yeah. And yeah, plus, yeah. like, when, if you do it once every bunch of months, not everyone can show up to that day. Of course. So you do it the next month and you do mostly the same stuff. And it's yeah. like people who couldn't make it to the last totally. one. Totally. And I wouldn't care if it wasn't sold out or whatever that really doesn't matter yeah um yeah that's what i should do hmm. i think so too maybe that would make you look forward to something maybe that it would, would feel like a project isn't that funny i'm so like on the taking antidepressants ship that i don't even think like oh what could i change like the, my quality of life yeah I'm what about exercise or yeah, how are you eating that. sarah no how are you way. eating <laughs> how many vegetables a day are you eating I don't know. I <laughs> I order takeout and then I eat that for two days. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's why I'm saving money. There's for a the big recession. Yeah. There's yeah, a little smart. clue. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's so true. There's so many things I could try before medication, but why? Just fix it. I was talking to somebody yesterday and they were like, "Yeah, I'm I, I'm so depressed. Like I sleep all day." And then we start talking. I'm like, "How much are you sleeping?" And they're like, "Well, you know, three days out of the week, I'm sleeping five hours." And I'm like, "Why do you think?" That taking SSRIs is gonna just <laughs> be get normal. Eight regular. hours a night and make yeah. sure you do it. It's like, why? Yeah, wh- I do. I do think. Yeah, it's like, why go to this medicine that you know, like, fucks up your neurotransmitters when you could like fix a thing? I mean, obviously, it's not. I think taking SSRIs is good, and a lot of people need it. I'm not saying like people shouldn't do it, but yeah. I also think there's other stuff in our lives that we can look at. First. It's true. Yeah, I guess it's just hard because it really feels like the depression that I'm experiencing, it doesn't feel related to a bunch of factors. As I've said to you a bunch of times, I feel like so much stuff in my life is so great that it's um, really feels like something is wrong with me. Yeah. Where it doesn't isn't like, oh, if I just like was a little more organized with my time and I got up earlier in the morning and I read for 20 minutes, then suddenly things would be fixed. Yeah, but that's the thing about doing exercise. Like it feels so stupid, but you're sad like I'll have these sad thoughts, sad thoughts, sad thoughts. My life fuck is up. And then I just run for thirty minutes, and suddenly the sad thoughts are gone. Mm. It's like, wait, why are they gone? What does running for thirty minutes have to do with how much I hate myself? And it's like, you don't think those things are related, but they one hundred percent are. Mm. And it doesn't feel like there's an A to B line to draw between the two things, but they affect. Yeah, you. it's possible. Yeah. I wonder what combo of drugs and advice we could give each other <laughs> <laughs> that would make that would make yeah. us all feel less sad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just three depressed people taking turns <laughs> like describing their own symptoms oh, and giving man. each I've other actually, advice. I've actually been feeling like pretty good randomly and I've just decided or like I think what is it is about my life is like I have like three bad months, three good months. Three bad months, you know, yeah. three bad weeks, six good months, <laughs> two bad months, one, one good. Like, I just literally have these periods that have nothing to, because then right now I'm feeling good and bad thoughts will enter my mind. Then I'm like, no, thank you. And they leave and I'm not doing anything different. Whoa. I'm doing the exact same thing I've always been doing. It's just like my brain has like decides to take SSRIs by itself every once in a while mm. with some sort of regularity. And like, I've been pretty calm for mm. no reason and nothing That's has good. changed in my I've life. experienced that because there was a long time where I wasn't like getting on, on and off medications and like I would go through periods of bad anxiety and then suddenly I would realize wow it's been like three months since I've had a panic attack or something like what's happened and I wouldn't know it would just be like the tides of life or something but yeah. 
What, yeah. What is a panic attack? Like, can can you guys describe what it is? Because I don't know if I've ever had one. It feels different for different people. Yeah. I feel like um, my panic attacks are usually not uh, triggered by, like, thoughts. Or, like, a lot of people have anxiety attacks where, like, they get really stressed out thinking about something and then they panic. Um, I have all this fear around, like not being able to breathe or having an allergic reaction, which is like based on something in my childhood. I don't need to get into all of it, but um, basically if I suddenly feel, and I'm in like sort of a generally anxious mood, something like weird in my throat, or I feel really itchy, like for no reason, just like these minor things that like people feel across their lives. um, I will suddenly become like really fixated on like that bad feeling. And then like, feel like suddenly I'm really concentrating on like my breathing and then I'm really concentrating on like my heartbeat and then I'm just like feeling this full adrenaline release in my body that like something is wrong something is wrong like I need to it like feels like I should like get up and like go somewhere or I need to call somebody or like something's happening to me and I can't stop thinking about it and like I am like something I have to do I don't know what to do yeah so it just like spirals kind of like that yeah yeah for me, it's like I feel like I'm out of my body a little bit. Like I've become kind of depersonalized. And everything is, it's almost like, you know, when you hyperventilate and you're like a little lightheaded and also kind of like removed. Mm-hmm. I start feeling like that kind of randomly. And like I'm not in my body. And then I start fixating on some feeling. Yeah. And I start, and it, it attaches itself to a thought. Like um, I have a concussion. Or like yeah. one time I yeah. thought I was having a stroke and like, that feeling of of depersonalization attaches itself to some thought and then I start thinking about it and then my heart starts beating really fast and like my limbs kind of go a little numb and I need to like interrupt it somehow. Yeah, Um, totally. That's interesting. I also feel this kind of, I think it's called derealization. Yeah. Yeah. Where like reality suddenly looks to you like you're like this looks weird. Or, yeah. Like I don't feel like I'm here. The first s- time I had it, I I had read about this on Wikipedia for people who get derealized. Is they have I don't remember what it's called, but people's heads look giant. Mm. And I had that feeling the very first panic Whoa. attack I had, where you look at people, and it's not it's like a weird psychological thing where it's like it's not literally literally like their heads, but there's something about their heads that looks huge, and you're like kind of. Not this there. sounds awesome. <laughs> it was really scary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This would just happen to me a lot. There was a time where I was They look like a Funko Pop. <laughs> kind of, yeah. yeah. Um, I was like panicking a lot on the subway, maybe like a year and a half ago or something, um, where I would just feel really, like I'd get a little anxious down there, like, oh, I'm not feeling well, like something's wrong with me, I'm going to be sick. And then if someone would come on the train acting insane, which happens all the fucking time, um, that would just like push me over to the edge and I would just be like, oh my God, like I can't, like this is... I couldn't, I was just like looking around the train and it's this feeling of like, you feel like you're like watching a freaky movie or something, but you're like trapped in it somehow and you're just like, this isn't real. Like, yeah, very weird feeling. I've luckily never had one outside, like, well, actually I had one outside of my house, but never like in public. The the latest ones I've had have been inside my house, which is nice. One thing that's good for them, taking a cold shower, I learned. Mm. And And I did that last time and it helped. Or talking to my friend which I did with you once. That's one time right. I had, was having a panic attack and I had Sam sit next to me in bed and I held his hand. Aww. And then we called Mo mm-hmm. and we talked to her and then it, it went away. Wow, that's sweet. Yeah, it helped. It worked. Yeah, I feel like the thing I always want people to do if I'm having a panic attack is just like talk to me about something that ha- doesn't have anything to do with me. Yeah. But people's tendency is always to be like, okay, so what's wrong? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what do I need to do? Are you going to be okay? <laughs> yeah, and it can be hard for me to even be like, just talk about, you know, something. Yeah. Anyways. But it's okay. Anyways, but then when you look at those new James Webb telescope photos. And you think, my, I am so small. Yeah. What are, I am what literally are they? so small. You brought this up before the podcast started. That's right. What, what? are they, Felipe? What? They got a new kind of satellite out in space taking photos. The and old it's one, the Hubble. Remember this Hubble telescope yeah. when we were kids? Big deal. And that shit, and that, that camera was grainy, crappy. Now they put the iPhone camera on this thing. <laughs> and Damn. they sent it as far as it could. And they yeah. put, you know, the, the wide angle iPhone camera where everything yeah. looks like a music video from 2000? Yeah. That's the one that got on it. Damn. That's the one they and, got. and it's and got flash too. It's got, and they used flash and they put the sharpen filter <laughs> all the way up. And they took a picture of space. Wow. You haven't seen this? No. Well, yes, you have. You've seen this photo. People are posting it. Let me look it up. I saw someone, I guess saw someone doing joke, a joke about a photo from space. So maybe that was it. Uh, yeah, that is exactly it. Okay. I'll share the photo. Let me just pull it up. But, um, I don't know, you know, uh, it's funny cause like the, the way that, the way that you're moved by the photo is by thinking about what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like if, now in our world of technological, you know, image making, when you watch a movie like Interstellar, you see an image that's just like this. But looking even at the, better, even in Interstellar, you see some insane shit. Exactly. But then looking at this, the way that you access the moved feeling is by being like, "What am I looking at? I'm looking at a literal ass photo of space that's real and actual and not not rendered." I think. Uh, it's fun to, to think of. So, so astronauts and people who worked at NASA, I think really used to be in the zeitgeist, like in the media when I was a child. Yes. But now they're not like, no one cares about what they're doing no. ever. No. And, but sometimes the world just kind of checks in on them to yes. see what they're doing. Yes. And they come out with stuff like this and it's great, but it's fun to think of all these like, kind of like bearded ponytailed people and, and women too. like, like in some place in Florida, just like working away on space stuff. That's my favorite and no one cares too. about space. It doesn't have anything to do with the problems here on earth, but they're totally. plugging away at totally. it. Totally. And like for this telescope, you know, it was a long time coming and then they were, they knew the photos were going to come back on a certain day. Um, and they were just like waiting, like here comes the day, here comes yeah. the day. Okay, the photos are in. Yeah, <laughs> it's like when you get that message, Amazon has shipped your package. Yes. Yeah, yes, the photos are in. It's funny to think of them in in like the room in the morning, and they're like a guy clapping his hands together, and he's like, "All right, guys, what are we gonna do today to get in on people's pages and in yes. people's minds?" Yeah. <laughs> Let's get a big photo of a fucking black hole or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 They thought that the telescope might be broken. There was like a panic that it might have been broken. Why? I don't know. I should, you know, read more of these details so that we can really tell a story on the podcast. But I wouldn't have thought it was broken. They thought, yeah, I wouldn't have thought either. I should, and what come would on, we got the smartest guys in the country working on this yeah, thing. Yeah, unless a meteor hit it. So what am I looking at here, Flippy? Just so fucking galaxies. These so those are all dunks? galaxies. No, they say no, this it's is all what galaxies. Hank Green. Yes. You know the Green Brothers? Hank Hill? Hank no. Green. They're like two YouTubers who remain in the public consciousness for some reason. Hank Green and what's the other one's name? Oh, you're looking at me. I've never I'm heard of this guy. <laughs> you don't know these people? <laughs> they were popular YouTubers when we were kids, and they had this, like, they called all their fans were, um, were nerd fighters. John Green. John Seth Green. Says. He's an author of a bunch of 
books that are popular for kids. Um, anyway, they had this Hank YouTube and Bri- channel. Now I'm getting Hank and Brian Green. It's definitely John. And we're getting <laughs> just different put names. White, a white Red, guy's name and then Green. Brian, he's Brian. Oh, Johnny says <laughs> it is Brian Oaks. Is same but Brian. they like do these little videos where they explain you know the world to teenagers basically. But they've okay. remained popular even far past what you would think was viable. So Hank Green explained yesterday, I saw this on Twitter, that um, the ones with spikes on them that's nothing. Ignore that. I think those are stars. But all the other things, like just the more round ones, those are all each a galaxy. Yeah. Their no, own I mean, galaxy. that's that's clear to me. Wow. Yeah. And I'm seeing what? Maybe 500 in this picture. <laughs> yes. And each yeah. one of those is like an entire ass galaxy. Wow. And is, so and that and that's why they say the likelihood of life being out there exists, because it's there's just so many there's so many places so many opportunities that even if there's like a very small sliver of like of what the 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 platform for life to exist on even though it's really a really specific kind of environment there's enough options out there that it would exist again yeah and here we are worried about you know it's interesting because on one hand right they have lexapro and on Mm -hmm. another planet yeah (laughs) you know they're like oh these images this should make you think about how small your life is. You know, I was about to say, here you are worried about a crash, economic crash. Look at how big the universe is. Think about how small your thing is compared to the universe. But also, consciousness, it's this incredible thing that is born out of, you know, someone once said to me that we are the universe becoming conscious of itself because we're made out of all this stuff and we are conscious. So we are the universe becoming conscious of itself. Why couldn't we think of our consciousness as like equally as monumental as this, as the size of this universe? Oh, why no. do we? Why would we look at this picture and think I am nothing when we have when we are the consciousness to apprehend this? What if we imagined our consciousness is as big as this universe? Why does this image make us feel small? When does does that make sense? What I'm proposing? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Is that our consciousness is big, as big as the universe? Yeah, and that our concerns are just as big as this universe. This universe should not make you think, I am unimportant. Yes. We can apprehend all of this size in a little image. I'm, I want to I alley-oop what you're saying. Well, you don't quite. <laughs> no, no, but I want to honor I w- that. Wanna. Say something else. Okay. Say, right. Please say something right. else. No, 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 no. <laughs> I literally um, don't care. We got 30 minutes left. Yes, I get it. I get what you're yeah, saying. I get it. Yeah, totally. Seth, well, Seth, totally. Seth is saying that... Th- so the light that we're looking at, the image here, all that light is 10 billion years old. So if there's life... In them, it's dead. It's dead no! now. This dusty ass light. Or, or get, get this old ass light over. out of here. I want some new light. Show 10 billion years old ass light. On the come up. Yeah, bro. I want Damn. this old light. The fuck. Or it's here. not dead. It's just bigger now. Yeah, that's right. Well, we just that's don't right. know. Have you thought about that, Seth? We just don't know. Ten billion years. That is un literally unbelievable. The coolest thing I heard says Kay was they're high res enough that we can tell if these galaxies have planets inhabitable by humans because of the gas colors. Hmm. So blue humans. What's blue? Red. Yeah. Hey, Kay. No what's humans. blue? Um. Something interesting my roommate said about this image that I thought was kind of funny is that they're, they're saying that this is a photograph of, like, what it looks like. Okay. 
it doesn't really look like this. What do you mean? They like made this image, you know, out of a bunch of data and infrared and like all these different readings mm, on I see. light imaging. I see. They went on Photoshop. They didn't went on Photoshop. What it looks like is what you see. Just black, nothing. We are you can see what it looks like. What do you mean? This isn't like literally you like don't if you see this. They're, they're not emitting light. They're not emitting light like no, that. No, I think that they are. But they, maybe our eye wouldn't be able to see it. But you wouldn't be able to see this. Like, this isn't like what it looks like in outer space. You know what HDR this is? Like is? A, a visual representation of a bunch of information. What? Huh. HDR, high dynamic range. It's the when you take a photo and you make the darks as light as the lights. So you just go up, you fuck around on Photoshop. It's like, imagine if we could see all of these galaxies. But if you were standing where, yes. the, web, where the web telescope is. On the edge of is, a comet. You'd just be like, I can't see shit. Yes. <laughs> you know? Wow. Yeah, that's but, what... But Time Warp said it's high res enough. Yeah, so that doesn't... That still could be... The more we talk about this image, the less I understand <laughs> about it. <laughs> Honestly, I'm not a fan... Like, I mean, this is this is cool, definitely, but I'm more of a fan of this kind of image. Yes. 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 That's, a cl- that's a fucking classic yes. right Like one of these orange that was on my That was on yes. my, my home screen on my family's computer. Now and that I was like, yes. shit is cool. Grade. I don't know what the fuck that is, but... That shit fucking rocks. That yeah. rips. Big goopy that thing. That rips. That's yeah. outer space. Yeah, that's what you can see out there. One of those big orange Totally. Clouds. When they announced there was photos coming out, which they did it a little in advance, I was like, all right, I can't wait to see these things. And then when they showed that other one of the stars, I was a little like, ah. Just I've a bunch of stars. You know, when, stars. Well, you know yeah. when, I, when I was a kid, I was always afraid of like a meteor hitting Earth, etc. But you know when they talk about black holes, they suck up everything. They suck up even light. And I've always thought like, bro, what if like a black hole was coming? And scientists were like, look, guys, there's one on its way. We, we literally wouldn't be able to do anything. They'd just be like, look, we're fucked. There's liter- and it's going to suck us up. And we're going to die There's one instantly. coming? What do you no, 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 it isn't. But if there were... I'm like, it's lucky that there isn't. Well, you but made it sound like there was one coming. No, 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 there isn't. Yeah, he did. Didn't he? Yeah, you made it sound like the scientists you sound, said that there's one coming. You made it sound coming. like there was one coming. No. When's it going to... It's not going to come. But if there were, the scientists would have to admit that we were fucked and that there was nothing they could do about it and that we would die instantly and not even notice it. Because hmm. all the light would go out. Bang! And then you'd be dead. We get sucked up. And my dad says that if you go inside of a black hole, you get stretched out like gum. okay (laughs) but i'm just saying it's lucky that it's never no one has ever been like like, there's one on its way here brian says felipe's space corner is now the scariest segment (laughs) okay well well um c's called spaghettification i read that if you saw someone if you could theoretically see someone going into a black hole okay you you would see them getting stretched out like gum, but you would never see them disappear <gasps> because the actual moment in which they would go into the black hole, they that light would also get sucked in. So the image of them going into the black hole would never reach you. So you would never see... So the they person. would just become spaghetti forever? Yeah, I guess it, it would just be like a like a... Like a that is glitched, so paused scary. image of them being spaghetti. That is so scary. You know, it's like that. Um, you know that manga about the people that go inside of the mountain and they become little spaghetti people. No, it's called no. Incident at Something Fault. You never seen this manga? No. Oh my god! Suddenly, th- so there's this mountain, and suddenly there's these human-shaped holes on the mountain, and people are waking up, going, "That hole is for me," and they climb up to the hole, and they wow. become like obsessed with the hole, and people are like, "Why are you going in?" And they go inside the hole, and they disappear. And then at the end of the manga, 
they go to the other side and they see that there's no holes, there's just cracks. And they look through the cracks and they see that the people have slid their way inside of the hole and the hole has changed shape into a crack. And they've gone so slowly that the hole has slowly changed their shape. And when they look through the cracks, the person has become this like horrific crack-shaped monster. Why? What is that a metaphor for something? It's just a scary ass story. Does something happen in between the beginning and the end of that? What do you mean? Just feels like page one, they go in the hole. Page two, they come out crack monsters. What? I can't remember. There is some <laughs> development where there's a scientist and he's like, What's going on? And I then see. his friend goes I in the see. hole and something like that. Yeah, storytellers, you know, they have their ways. Of yeah, it's true. <laughs> I'm kind of dragging out a story. This this brings me seeing all these images of space brings me back to our discussion about memoria. What about mm, it? Which let's is get that, back into and, it. We'll and you know what, guys? I'm gonna fucking spoil it this time. Yo. Yeah, spoiler. Alert. I, if, you I, if you haven't seen it already, get off the screen. kill yourself. Yeah. You should have already seen it. When you see the spaceship in memoria, Sorry. it gives you this sense of confusion and wonder about the world. That is the equivalent of looking at an image of space. And the feeling you should get is that we are born and we live and we die in this universe without ever knowing why or understanding it at all. No, my reaction, so the movie, slow, meditative, and then maybe like three quarters in, a huge alien spaceship appears and then never comes back. And what I thought was... Wait, three quarters in? Isn't that like the last two minutes of the movie? No, no. Wait, you saw it, right? Yeah. Not it's, the not, la- it's not three quarters. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. Um, like Seven-eighths. There's, there's probably, seven like, yeah. uh, there's probably like tenths. ten minutes after it. Nine-tenths. Okay, something I was like, I guess I didn't see the last quarter of the movie. Forty-eight-fiftieths <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. And my... my Forty-fiftieths. Forty-fiftieths. <laughs> my reaction was not about like the scope of life or anything like that. It was like, damn, director's sometimes get crazy they get crazy and they make crazy choices and they're like you know what i'm gonna go i'm gonna go buck wild and the thought of a director going crazy should make you think that we are born and we live and we die on this earth without ever knowing why (laughs) yeah no i mean i that i believe you know it's like wow art art is such a unpredictable kind of like you think there's like a set of rules but then it is something else and and the rules are broken so maybe in that sense in that sense, it does produce that kind of f- philosophical feeling. Yeah. I had this thought a couple of days ago that I was like, I hope they don't create a VR experience that lets you realistically experience dying, you know? Interesting. Because I think that would just be too much. Because hmm. the mystery of death is such a like big part of being alive, yeah. right? So don't do that. <laughs> don't do that, meta. Don't do that. Mark Zuckerberg. Um yeah, I don't know, but it's interesting. The thing that you're saying, it's like this thing you realize when you're a kid that people don't really know. Yeah, the, and the you don't ever end up knowing. Yeah, and you don't end up knowing. You, before your life stops. And we exist at such a moment yeah. in human history that there's a lot of people trying to know and guess, and then you can kind of look at that corpus of work and be like, hmm. Well, what if I, what if I end up knowing? I'm still holding out. <laughs> <laughs> you read it on a Reddit thread about yeah. NyQuil? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. might end up knowing. Yeah. Well, um, another thing that, just back to these images, is that another thing I was reading is that all the colors, when you are looking at microscopic images, mm-hmm. all those colors are made up. They're just adding. That's what I'm saying. They that's just what Sarah's saying. saying. They just add those in because they're like, wouldn't it be cool if this if fucking it virus like this? looked well, that's green? What it doesn't look like anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Yes. 
Well, you know that there's, I was seeing that there's this like philosopher who's like, he has this whole thing about, he's like, it's unlikely that evolution would have, would have led us to a point where we can see reality as it is. Of Ev- course. Evolution has led us to, we talked about this on an earlier episode. Yeah. Um, we, evolution has led us to understand reality as only what will help us survive. So mm. we don't, we can't see all of reality. So I was saying back, back when I mentioned it in the old episode, it makes me think that reality, like you think reality is like trees and dogs in the sky but actually reality is like a bunch of scribbles and it's like (laughs) and then you are you evolved to kind of like to just see the stuff that's important see the stuff that's important but Um, i but then i also thought what a meaningless conclusion to arrive to because then what is reality is there like um you know is there a molecule with eyeballs that can actually see reality no there's no other thing reality is just what is our perception or the perception of some other thing but how can you describe something as being reality if you can't perceive it what would that even be it would be nothing yeah no it's true and it's a shame that any person who can see reality differently who's sort of trying to report back on their experience i just think is ridiculous you know like yeah people who are on drugs don't talk (laughs) about it yeah yeah i'm glad that i was allowed to see dogs I think dogs are cute, so I'm glad that in my in, in the evolutionary sort of mechanism that that only filtered in things that needed for survival, I got to be, see, to see dogs. dogs. Yeah, yeah. I wonder what we're not cute. seeing that we would have <laughs> liked to see. What yeah. kind of cute stuff? <laughs> yeah. Man, well, it's good that in the podcast we don't do every episode just being like talking about the meaning of life in outer space or something. That would be a whole different show. I got a little bit of Matt Wesley. Yeah, I guess you're just good. But Sarah, did you know that DMT is, they call it the death drug? Oh, I have heard that, that you experienced Yeah, I only found about this through (laughs) coffee's talk, (laughs) but DMT is called the death drug because I guess your brain releases a bunch of DMT when you die. Yeah, that's right. So being on DMT is what it's like when you die. I don't know. You know, one time I used to give blood when I was in college. And then one day, they were like, you know, if you want to be extra nice, give plasma. And I was like, well, I'm trying to be more good. So I'm going to give plasma. So when you give plasma, they hook you up to a machine. It's different than just giving blood. There's a whole, there's a machine that sucks your blood up extra fast or something. And they hooked me up. And as soon as they turned that shit on, I started fading out. I was like, I don't feel good. I felt nauseous. Faded out. And then the nurses came around me they like woke me up and then literally it was like i disappeared from the world and then i slowly came to but that moment where i was gone i was gone like fully the life drained from it just you. i didn't exist yeah and i thought oh that's probably what dying what is dying like, is like. you just start losing too. blood and then your body's like we're going to bed but in this so how would my body have known that i wasn't dying my body would have just been like blood's leaving blood's leaving and i didn't have a dmt experience i just literally fell asleep well, because or you didn't out. die <laughs> yeah, but what would I have experienced if I had actually been that? What would my body have known well, about me dying? The mm. body's not like we're actually in, in a uh, university blood taking sense. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I'm like skeptical because I think I experienced yeah. something that the body would recognize as a kind of death. Maybe. Maybe I'm wrong about that. Maybe passing out's not death, but. That's a good question. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I just cough loudly. Um, that's what I imagine dying to be like. It's like, you know, it's like that. Per- I think someone, whoever said it, like, well, where were you when the Renaissance happened? That's, 
wherever you were then, that's what dying is like. And I, and where I was was I had nothing, like no no experience or anything. So you just you go back to that state of not existing, and mm. there isn't any kind of perception I was going to say, like that. where were you at four in the morning today? Huh. But some of us were awake. Sometimes oh, a mosquito right. wakes you up and you are awake. So. That's right. I was awake too. That's why you I texted were awake. the group. Why yeah. were you awake? I couldn't sleep. So I texted the group because I was like, if there's anybody else awake right now and can't sleep, maybe we can do a snow day. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you, nobody, How do you feel? Do you feel tired? I feel extremely tired. Um, that question, where were you when the Renaissance happened, reminds me, when I was in kindergarten, we once did a, had to do a discussion on where does where do the months go when it's not that month? You know, where is May when it's June? And I just, Interesting. I really didn't like that. It I didn't you? like that. It upset me. It, it stressed me out because I was just like, I don't think it goes anywhere. But they're making me have this discussion as if when we're in a learning environment and I'm trusting that these people are teaching me something, but I kind of feel like they're just like, they're doing one of those sort of like cute experiments with kids where they're yeah. like, what will kids, what will they say? Yeah. Yeah. And also they're just asking a question that's like about, I don't know how time works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're confusing you. It's confusing. They're confusing. They're intentionally confusing. And just to be kooky, creative for teachers. Fun. Yeah. yeah. For fun. For fun. They're confusing. You where for were fun. you during the Renaissance? I don't know. Where was I? I don't know. But then I read about the Renaissance and I imagine myself there. Yes. I was a knave. <laughs> <laughs> I was a Medici. <laughs> no, I've always been thankful that I didn't live in an earlier time because I just have no... I never imagined myself in history being a wealthy, rich person. I always imagined myself being one a of surf. the serfs. Yeah. Even though, Even though you I'm know, now class. in this present time you're you know you're kind of gentry, you're right. you're bourgeoisie. Right. so why would you not imagine yourself that way i don't know i just imagine that i would be a surf it just doesn't seem right like what are the odds i live in the renaissance and i'm a princess yeah uh-huh. yeah in terms that of, is unbelievable yeah but you wouldn't need to be a princess you could be a duchess you know you could be like a lower you wouldn't oh, have to be the be queen you could be part of a big family <laughs> I could be a, what a demotion yeah. to be a duchess i could be a lady um yeah. Oh, you know, an artisan or something, <laughs> part of some sort of middle class. I'd want to be a buxom barmaid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Or a paint. Oh, I guess being a painter. Yeah. Yeah, I always started thinking about history, and I'm like, you know, when your friends are joking, you're being like, my friends being really funny right now. And I try to go back to like Roman times and imagine a bunch of people just kind of sitting around because they probably had a bunch of downtime. Yes. And one of them is like doing a funny voice or something. (laughs) I try to imagine that. Like what would that... And I'm sure they would have done some pretty funny riffs and stuff. Like we don't think of people in the past as riffing, but they must have. Totally. You know? That's kind of nice. Imagine a Roman guy and he's like, what if I was the dog? What if I fucked the dog? And I was like, yeah, what if you fucked the dog? Yeah, yeah. What if you you fucked the dog? Like you grabbed the dog and you fucked it? (laughs) Yeah, in our apartment, in my apartment, um, where we have really accepted, because my roommate Peter takes climate change so seriously, we've accepted that the planet is doomed and that we will suffer severe consequences in our lifetime of climate change. Uh And um, we just say, you know, we'll we'll still have love and laughter. True, so true. (laughs) So true. So that's all. That's all. Yeah. So Leah Michelle replacing Beanie Feldstein. Oh my God! I cannot believe it. In Funny, Funny Girl. Girl, I'm so happy for her. This whole thing passed me by because I didn't I didn't know who anybody was <laughs> in this story or Beanie what Feldstein. the thing. Beanie Feldstein replaced what? by Leah Michelle in Feldstein. Funny Girl. That is so great. 
Yeah. I didn't, and Funny Girl, such a important iconic play or musical. Iconic musical. Is it really? I think. I think so. Barbara Streisand was in it. Okay. Mm. Funny Girl. Whoa. Leah Michelle was in Glee, dude. You ever watch Glee when you were growing up? I didn't watch Glee when I was growing up. Yeah. But this yeah. is just the last. Well, there was all this drama going on. I think, I wish there was someone, if there's a musical theater person in the chat, you know, give me the facts. But I think people were saying that Beanie Feldstein couldn't sing. She couldn't reach some certain note or sing some critical part no. that defines the role. And how long was she doing of Fanny it? and Funny Girl? Um, for a couple of months. And she was not hitting the, the no for a couple yes. of months? Yes. And I was made to understand just by my basic little... Okay, Edie's giving us a dot, 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 dot. <laughs> <laughs> um, just on, you know, thin slicing, the Twitter that I was reading about <laughs> musical theater. Sure. When certain iconic roles are cast, there's an expectation that that performer be able to sing... The whole thing. The whole thing. And there's certain iconic parts in the songs that it's like they got to hit that high note, you know, like in Defying Gravity, there's a really high note. Right. Um... And they cast Beanie Feldstein, and then she kind of famously couldn't couldn't cut it. She couldn't. Imagine the role if they were written. trying to cast Inception, and Leo DiCaprio was like, "Hey, this is a great part. Only one problem: I can't pronounce the word dreams." Yes, and dreams. And then Christopher yeah. Nolan's like, "Well, that's the whole thing about this movie. You have to yes. be able. That's like a word yes. that you're going to have to say a bunch said, of times. I can only go three levels deep into the dream world. Yes. <laughs> I can't go five. Yeah." They cast somebody else. They got to cast, so cast someone else. else. So now they got Leah Michelle in that role. So I, when I saw it, wanted. I was like, "Are they talking about Lily Michelle <laughs> <laughs> from Stand Up no. in Stand Up no. in our scene?" No, no. no, they were not talking about. We're talking about Leah Michelle, That's who's funny. like notoriously kind of you know people are like she's difficult, she's mean, yeah. blah blah yeah. blah. I don't know who ca- who cares about this is people. <laughs> People who watch musicals. <laughs> that was yeah, so genuine. So. It wasn't like, you know, who cares? Who cares yeah. about this? I, wonder I think so. But There's people, a big musical people community. Who, and this musical's been care. going on since like the 70s? No, I think it's a revival. It's a revival. Well, but, but, yeah. that, but I mean, of course, it's a revival, but it has, but it's an old musical, it's right? It's an old musical, a famous <laughs> old musical. I have no clue who wrote it. I have no Was idea. Was it Sondheim? It's got to be one of those. There's only like three guys that write Sondheim, these things. Sondheim, Mitchell uh, and Webb. Yep, those are the ones I know. Noel Coward. Willy Wonka. Yeah. Willy Wonka. Toucan Sin. <laughs> that uh, guy. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. Oh, Billy Joel from American Idiot because he wrote the American Idiot musical. Billy Joel That's Armstrong. Right. That's right. What's funny about you saying um, Lily Michelle uh, is that Ike got nominated for an Emmy. Ike Fomadu nominated Ike for an Emmy. Ike Fomadu got nominated Whoa, for an for Emmy. for what? For Words with Friends, in parentheses, Kate. No, Words with Ike. Words with Ike. Words with Friends <laughs> is an app that you can play Scrabble on your phone. <laughs> for Words with Friends, for Words with Ike, the like cake miniseries that Graham Mason made. Are you serious? Yes. yes. For, for Outstanding funny? Performance in a Short Form Comedy or something. Yes. Wow. Isn't that funny? It's that like him up against Tim Robinson. Did, has it gone? Have, have they announced who the winner is? No. They've announced the nominations yesterday. And That's I got amazing. Nominated for an Emmy. That is great. Isn't I was that just, so funny? I was just saying to Sarah that if I was one of the Emmy people, I'm sort of surprised that they thought of cake. <laughs> I, it's like, 
Oh yeah, Cake. That's yeah. kind of TV. I wouldn't have even thought of that. Oh, remember you guys? Did you ever watch Cake? And they'd be like, Oh yeah, last minute edition Cake. We can put Cake. We can watch the Cake videos. <laughs> it's kind of surprising that it's they would really think surprising. of Cake. It's just so funny to me that like you just think. I mean, Cake FX is a cool thing, and I haven't done anything that's like that big uh but i still think of that as in the realm of things my friends do which is totally ignored by the academies <laughs> they're not engaged with not this time the work but they saw ike and they were like this guy is contributing something to the field of television that we haven't seen before in this i don't even, i just i don't even think of cake as television it's i mean television. now what is television you don't have right? a cable like, wow does that do you think that does that change his life? Like he's now he, Emmy nominated. Will he be actor, in comedian. like a Marvel movie now or something? Imagine Ike I in a Marvel movie. That would be kind of that fire. would be great. That would be fire. Yeah, yes. I think that does really elevate your career just to have that parentheses Emmy nominated, Emmy award winning. Emmy. Uh, well, let's hope it's Emmy award. award Who winning. else is on the categories? Tim Robinson. Um, and then let me pull it up. Ike is going to play Gru <laughs> in the next. Yeah, Despicable Me. Yeah. Fuck. That would rock. Um, so it's Anthony Anderson who was in something called Anacostia. Never heard of that. Bill Burr. Okay, there's a What show? For Immoral Compass. Is that a, is that a comedy special? I don't know. Um, Brendan Gleeson for State of the Union. No clue. And Tim Robinson for I Think You Should Leave. And I've watched that. Yes. And then it's Ike Ufamadu for Words with Ike on from Cake. Uh, very Congratulations. nice. Congratulations. That is just so delightful. That rocks. <laughs> that rocks. Well, I had I had a short on Cake, so maybe I could get nominated yeah. for Best Storyboard Assistant. And he did the uh, radio play for a couple of yeah. scenes. I'll say Let's this. It's not so. as if like the Academy... Just remembered cake. I know you're joking, but they, 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 the channels or whatever put up people from they, their content. They send them. It's like we're sending like, our, our delegate. Yes. Yeah. A Moral Compass was an insanely bad comedy anthology series on the Roku channel. That's what Seth <laughs> That's <is> sad. <laughs> well. On the Roku channel? What it, is that? Then it sounds like one less competitor is in the Good. way for Ike to get Ike his is Emmy. great in that, in that series. I love Words with Ike. Yeah. And, well, and Ike posted it. I thought this was a funny caption. He said, today's word is whoa. Yes, that yeah, is funny. That was his caption on his Emmy post. Cool. Well, if you're in the Academy of... Uh, awesome. Is it the same one as the Academy Awards? Uh-uh. No, it isn't. It's but is a it a different... Academy. Is, but, but it's an Academy. It's an Academy? Well, if you're in the Academy that gives the Emmys, please, for your consideration. Please, please, cast your vote. Yes. Cast your vote for Ike. Vote. Now, this is a time when voting can help. <laughs> okay? Stay in line. Yeah. Stay in line to vote. Wow, I've been getting this ad for f- the the ro- this Roku comment is making me think of this next thing, which is uh, we've been getting this ad for Freevee, which is a new <laughs> streaming platform, and I'm like, how are they still making streaming platforms? Is it is it because there's companies that are merging, so they have to like make a new thing? Hmm. I the 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 media landscape like the business aspect of the media landscape and what companies own what and what deals get made and the and the products that are the result of those things is so completely nebulous to me. I'm just it's, it it it's it's brother, amazing. We're just along for the ride. Yeah. We're totally. just along for the ride. Freebie. No, it's very confusing. It's confusing to me also even that like Lyft exists. 
you know they came up with Uber. Good idea. Yeah, why do they got to have a side? What do they got to have a second one? Then the, the another rideshare. People are like, we want to start our own rideshare app. If I was their friend, if you guys told me you want to start a rideshare app, I'd say it's not gonna work. There's only there's Uber. Why would you do why a second you do one? Why do another one? Yeah, but then they did. So it's weird with the streaming platforms. If if you guys told me you were gonna start a streaming platform, I'd say don't do it. Then you come back to me six months later. You got the successful streaming platform. Okay. I guess I just don't understand how any of it works. Yeah. And there's still people like Drew. Is Freebie free? Drew's doing a streaming platform. Drew's so doing a streaming platform. Is Freebie free? It's free, but there, and there's ads. I'm like, okay, this is television again. So, and, th- and that's another what thing kind of I wanted they to got? talk about, which is that kind of there got? are streaming platforms now have ads on. So many. So even, many when ads, like, pay, even when you fucking pay. Even when you fucking pay. And now it's like, oh, we're just going back to television again. That's right. Yeah. We were, this, this streaming thing we now understand to be a brief period of time <laughs> where you paid to watch content ad free. And now it's back to the 90s again. Where not only are you paying, but you're getting fucking ads. Edie says the show I filmed is going to be on Freebie. <laughs> oh, is Freebie? That's the what Inter- used to be IMDb TV, says Juan. Um, the rebranded Freebie, IMDb TV. All I, I, I know there's, wow. I think King of Staten Island is on Freebie Hell because they yeah. show that in the ad for the mm. platform. Um, yeah. They show that on the ad. They're like, this is the one that's going to get you to sign on to Freebie. 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 And I guess, is it free? Is that why free is in the title? I asked you. I don't know. If Freebie's not free, I'm going to be pissed. Yeah. Did you know that Peter Mills Weiss used to have a job where he would um, come up with these little names for tech companies and products, like these little like meaningless little blah, like names for things, and he would just record into his phone like Ubu, Quano, <laughs> Swa. Like, <laughs> and rocks. then just submit like hundreds of these to uh, the company that he worked for, and then they would narrow it down to just a list, and they would pitch them to the different you know startups that wanted you know brand consulting. Really, and that is Peter's job solely <laughs> was just to come up with that. Ski. <laughs> that, that is <laughs> so funny. <laughs> yeah. Wow. What a funny it's just job. Just to walk down the street and then get an idea. Yeah. Poopy. Yep. <laughs> you say poopy. <laughs> Yeah, it could be they a good name literally for service. Pull the recorder out in front of a child. Yeah, and get the same result. Totally, but then it was the responsibility of like because they were like a brand consulting company to like tell the story. Like, what does it mean that it's called Bobo? You know, why would we call it that? <laughs> <laughs> I remember I read this article in the New Yorker about naming, about like how much process and money goes into like naming different products, and it starts talking about the BlackBerry and how that was named, and it was talking about. You know the different kinds of consultants that do that. So I suppose I used to exactly date or Divya. That was her job, literally. Wow, nice saying her name. You want to say her last name? <laughs> no, <laughs> last where name. she lives. <laughs> um, yeah. But anyways, they mentioned how one car company had hired a like a <clears throat> like a poet, contemporary poet. Mm. The idea being like, let's get the number one words person to name our car, to try it out. Yeah. Um, and uh, one of the Names that the poet came up with. He came up with a bunch of names. None of them got used, but one of them that I remember was Utopian Turtle Top. Huh. And I read that and thought, oh, well, that was a waste of money. <laughs> <laughs> well, overwritten. That, that was yeah. a fucking dud. Really trying to justify your your work. Yeah. yeah I would Utopian don't, Turtle Top. Don't think I would buy a car that was called that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's so funny. Seth says I've met that poet. Oh, for real, Seth? Wait, you know who I'm talking about? 
He got. got I thought it was a woman for some reason. <laughs> no. no. Uh, the character. Oh, that's canceled. funny. That reminds oh. me. I got a text from Felipe that said, "What do you think about Joe Para being canceled?" And my heart sunk. That what? What did he do? What? Did yeah, he do? Joe Para's canceled. <laughs> no, no, it didn't get but renewed. The Joe Para talk show show talks. It's not really a talk show. It's not a talk show. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm so tired. Um, Multiple poets doing car names, says Seth. You know, you don't need a poet to come up with Fort Fiesta. No. But that's a good-ass name. That's a good-ass fucking name. Yeah. How are you going to cancel a poet, poet? They have nothing. I know. <laughs> they have not. You're like, we got to take away their platform of what? Like a little literary magazine? Or? That's right. That's right. They Those lives nothing. matter, too. Keep them keep there. Let them have the little literary magazine. <laughs> yeah. The Joe Paris show is canceled. What do you guys think about that? I... Well, I was about to say what I think, but I thought, would I get well, in trouble for this? It. You think about yeah. what you want to say, and I'll say what I think, which is that it, it made me sad. I guess I don't know what the ratings are of the show or whatever, but I just know from my experience with like you guys and other people who are like, it's so difficult to get a show on Adult Swim um, if you're not like a famous person or not a famous person attached to it or like are d- doing kind of a ripoff of Rick and Morty or something that's like a proven success that... For Joe Perra to lose his show, which to my understanding had like a popular cult following, like he's someone who has personally a huge following, he tours and sells out shows everywhere, and he had all these like funny, great people who were writing for it, like Conor O'Malley, and um, it just made me feel stressed that I was like, oh my gosh, if Joe Perra can't, like I thought he was part of the institution. Um, so then to think, and also it sounded like from the way he described it, because he wrote a letter and he posted it on his website about the experience, like he just kind of got the call out of the blue that was like the show's canceled. And I was like, wait, but Joe Para, this is like, this is like Tim and Eric, you know. Yeah, you think this guy's in and he's not in, he's so then in. what chance do I have? Yeah, and at least you would like tell him before the last season of his show was over to be like, all right, wrap it up because you're not going to get another season. But to think they just went back in the office and were like, ah, who's this guy? We're done with this. Um, it just made me feel kind of like, yeah, a little hopeless or something. But I realized that I don't know enough about the show and why the decision was made to really understand it, I guess. But I just thought it was a good show for Adult Swim and popular. So, indifferent. Yeah. This is part of their more L.A. moves. So yeah, that's what I wondered. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, truthfully, I haven't seen that much of it. I've seen a few episodes. Mm. And I've liked them. But I think three seasons is a good amount of time. It's true. To be on TV. That's true. I I mean, I would hope that if I if we ever got, if Simple Town ever got a show, I'd... Three seasons will I'm be I'm just good. like, how much can you really hope for? Not very much. Yeah. Not in this world. Huh. I'm just like, three? I'd yeah. be I'd be happy with that. I would take that to the bank. Three would be a gift. Yeah. Yeah. Even two. Gift. Absolutely. What Absolutely. about one? You know, one, one I'd feel hey, like give me another chance. Yeah, one. I guess I'll so. take one. Yeah. It's it's one more than I have now. Yeah, it's true. So it's true. then you have this bad feeling that you didn't get even get renewed for a second season. Plus, yeah. also I think I have this feeling. I'm not good at watching TV. I don't even like to watch TV that much. Me neither. But like, my thing about TV is that like no story really needs more than two seasons there's no you would never sit down and be like wow i got a great story and it needs 13 seasons to be told no you can tell there's no story that you can't tell in like you know even 12 episodes that's a self-contained beautiful experience anything more than that you're just stretching it out the office the british office is two seasons 
the American office, but you had to go from being this office full of freaks and misfits, you know, none of them really get each other, to in the end, 10 seasons later, they're hugging and they love each other. And case in point, case in point, ruined. A concept <laughs> ruined by time. Well, you know, we got... We got ten more years of this. Maybe let's let's, make let's change Jimmy the in- friends. Yeah, let's change the entire thing that made this interesting slowly until it's yep. no longer recognizable. Edie saying never would have met Holly. That's right. Michael Scott fall in love. Will Farrell come in? He's the boss for a little bit. You're saying that's not. Forget all that. I. Okay. D- you know what? I've never. I've seen maybe six episodes of The Office. No way. And, really? And all these little de- so developments. Funny. I remember one episode I saw at the end. Jim randomly takes like goes into a CVS and he measures his heart rate and it tells him his, he has heart disease. <laughs> <laughs> and then Jim no. and Pam look at each other That's and their hands. That's and I'm not like, true. what the fuck is this? That's, That's not funny. Not true. That's not funny. Happen. It's not interesting. Yes. That's He's, a dream. He looks had. at Pam. He's like, I have heart disease. It's fucking true. That's not true. I do not interested in this true. show what the fuck that's is this that's not true if you watch all the confirm that there's an the episode chat. confirm that there's an episode where Jim has heart disease and he finds out at a CBS it's like <laughs> you're just making true. shit up at this point Jim does not have heart disease he's a fake <laughs> character in a TV show and he and he and he makes fun of Dwight that's all I need to know two seasons get in get it's out it's true when they show Dwight I mean not Dwight Pam and Jim's house it's really depressing <laughs> really <laughs> they just live in like this small ugly suburban <laughs> um where is it filmed in um what is it that scranton scranton yeah this house in scranton and you're just like oh god they really <laughs> are just like middle class workers like in a minor city kind of barely hanging on yeah that was that's part of the charm of the show right though? yes yes <laughs> that it's in this random place let's see yeah. how we're doing we're at 1 so we could call it now all right, skippers. No one wants to confirm in the chat one way or another whether or not there's an episode where Jim I'll give you 30 more CBS. seconds. I'll give you 30 more Anybody seconds. He has heart disease. <laughs> I'm certain that that isn't, doesn't I've, happen. I guarantee you because I've only seen six episodes and that's one of the memories well, I that's have. What, that's, that's, that's what the that's show's something. about. It's about heart disease. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And Edie's saying that is not true. No, you're wrong, Edie. I literally remember this. No. Like, it is a memory in my that's head. It's not true. It's at least the end of an episode. Maybe they don't follow it out with a, with a plot, but I'll just say this like american television is is the perfect it's a perfect embodiment of like too much opulence you have too much stuff and then you just everything gets diluted everything's just diluted over time more and more and more and more this story why don't we just drop it you know two seasons that's all you need no no, no it's like 15 million seasons just dilute it just put filler in there you don't need that and we'll leave you with that jim has Heart disease. Someone said Look not Jim on the pot. Not on the Jim. It on the is not Jim. Jim. He goes into CVS. <laughs> no. I remember. never go to CVS even. I promise. Build, build, build the reality you want to live I, in, right? I, I respect that. I respect that. I remember Jesus. this. Yeah. I remember this. has heart disease. <laughs> All right, guys. Bye. Thanks for listening. Bye. Raisin Man Arena.